This show is brought to you by Aggressive Marketing Solutions. Do you remember the first thing you did when you started your business? You got a website, you made a Facebook page, and you were so excited because you're going to make millions with your new idea. But then nothing ever happened. Posting didn't get you customers. Your website wasn't doing anything for you. The only people on the internet that had success have huge followings. And your main source of new clients became the old-fashioned word of mouth. My name is Christian Hill, CEO of Aggressive Marketing Solutions, and I'm going to show you the three secrets to generate consistent leads using the internet without having a single follower. But I'm going to do that for free. For free. All you have to do is visit aggressive.com today. Aggressive.com today. Welcome to the VP and King show. This is Valerie King. Uh, Heath Van Patten is out traveling today. We miss him, but he wishes you all the best. And I'm so excited to introduce you our guest today. This woman has, I want to say done it all, except that she keeps doing stuff. So she hasn't really done it all yet, but I'm super excited for you to hear her story because to me, it's one of those people that you may like i've encouraged her to have a screenplay done about her life because i think people would sit and pay money and eat popcorn if they were to watch that in the best way and she she thinks i'm crazy because i am but that's okay but i want to introduce you jessica shitkovitz she is the branch manager over arizona and nevada for dcs delivery and i'm so pleased to have you here from Arizona. Come on into the to the room with us today, Jessica. How are you? I'm good, Valerie. Thank you so much for having me. It's so good to see you. Oh, I, I miss your face. So I used to live in Arizona once upon a time, and I met Jessica um, when we were business networking, and she was actually in a different business because this woman doesn't stop learning and growing. And I don't care if you can try to dispute that, but the world is about to find out that you, if you try to dispute that, you're going to be lying, Jessica. So there. (laughs) 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 Welcome, welcome, welcome. So tell me about your humble beginnings. You didn't, you didn't always live in Arizona. Um, Where did you start? I was born and raised in Illinois, um, far, mainly the far northern suburbs, grew up in Waukegan, Zion, Gurney, kind of that area. Um, I was born to two parents in the 70s who um, had the best of intentions and did the best uh, that they could with what they had, um, but they divorced when I was probably, I think it was third grade maybe. Um, and. I was just plugging along, you know, singing a song at that time. Prior to that, um, my mom did have a stroke when she was like 29 years old, um, which that was a that was a big turning point in my life. I was I was um, entering into third grade. Um, they made it made no rhyme or reason as to why she possibly could have had it. Uh, they didn't think she'd make it through. She was completely paralyzed on her left side for six months. Um, but she is a fighter. It's the line of women I come from, and she did. She overcame all the obstacles that they did not believe she would. Um, unfortunately, though, like I said, they ended up divorcing shortly after that, and um, I was kind of forced to go stay with my mom. Um, long story short, again, they did the best that they could with what they had, but their focus was really on what they needed in a mate. And in their defense, they come from that generation to where if you don't have a significant other, there's really not much significant about you. So um, that's kind of the, the direction they went and it, it didn't fare well for, for me as a young child. I ended up leaving my mom by the time I was about 13, uh, moved in with my dad. He unfortunately did not pick very 
good to make money. And I was fortunate at that time in Illinois, you didn't need a license to do nails. So I jumped right into doing nails to make some money and finish beauty school. And that was kind of my, my first big job, you know, after, uh, after school was done for me. So I did everything in that industry. I was in that industry for 20 years. Um, I owned salons, I managed salons. Um, I helped open them and consult with them uh, and ended up at a certain point deciding, you know, I want to do a little bit more and uh, actually went back to college as well and worked part time and, and went to school part time. So that's what kinda, were you I guess, studying when you were in school? Oh, sorry. What were, what were you studying when you went to college? Psychology. I was psychology. Oh, I was. So health fascinated me. Um, I came from a family of pretty crazy people, so I wanted to know what made them tick and why. Um, so I loved it. I loved it. Um, I, I truly, truly enjoyed studying that and going back to school. And I think I was 24, maybe when I went back to school, 23, 24, somewhere in there. So it was interesting to go back to school as a dropout at that age with 17 and 18 year olds. <laughs> it was, it was wow. very interesting to be the person that wanted to be there versus the people that maybe had to or, or just didn't have the same kind of focus. But I did enjoy it for a while. Yeah. So I'm, I think that you, and I think a lot of people feel this way that you're talking about, you know, you just say, you know, my crazy family and all these things like that. I firmly believe and I can truthfully say you are not alone in that respect. And I love your desire to go in there and dig in and, and kind of, of, I don't know if wrangle is the word to use wrangle that, yeah. that portion of yourself to be able to kind of learn more about where you came from and how that impacts you and then what you can take with that and use that moving forward. Um, what kinds of things did you learn in that as you dove in and you were looking at psychology and you're kind of thinking about your family history and things like that? And what kind of decisions did you make at that point in your life? I would say the biggest thing that really still stands out to me and I, I still speak about it um, with my girls is at, at that point I really had a choice. Um, I could take my history and make it an excuse to um, maybe not do as much or not do as well or um, I don't know, I don't know what the right word is for it, but I, I made a conscious decision to learn from all of the things that I went through and experienced, um, the things that I lacked from uh, my family and my parents. They were all very impactful and, and truly, I at this point I was really realizing one day I wanted to be a mom. And I was petrified of that because growing up, I didn't have a very good mom. Um, just for the record, she she's an amazing grandma and a great mom now. And what's anything bad about my mommy? Because <laughs> we've healed a lot and we love each other very much. But mm -hmm. unfortunately, when I was growing up, that wasn't the case. And through that healing, um, that's one of the things I told her, and as well as my dad. You know, it had. I not had the childhood experiences that I did and lacked the way I did, I don't believe I would be the amazing mother that I am, truly. Um, and, and have the work ethic and the, and the business ethic that I do. I think a lot of that truly comes from making a decision that I want better for me and for my, and my you, future generations. 
Oh yeah. And this is, I mean, this is absolutely one of the reasons, um, like, I feel like you are, are kind of one of the reasons why I even want to have a podcast when I look at, um, where you've come from and we're taking, we're taking, there's so much more. Like I said before, like I you, I believe firmly that you could have a movie about your life and people <laughs> would pay to watch it. And we're just kind of encapsulating it into this tiny little, tiny, tiny little bubble. Um, but it, that is something that really makes my heart sore is to know that you consciously make that decision to, for change, to make something better and to help the next generation become better. And what better teacher than to having had to have lived that. And I just think mm -hmm. that's incredible. And if so many people understand that the mess and that messy, messy middle is what makes you who you can become so incredible if people would just embrace that sometimes which is hard because embracing the suck is kind of the worst isn't it it is absolutely absolutely and you'll have to pardon me i'm a little bit nervous so i'm sure i'm like kind of jumping around on my life story um but i, yeah. I do believe that the the things that challenge you the most and the things that are the most difficult to overcome are your opportunities to become what you never realized you had the capacity for. And I was fortunate in a way because I realized that so young that I was able to really cultivate that as I became an adult and as I, you know, had to start raising children to where that that's a huge part of who my family is as a whole. You choose what you want in this world and you can also choose to do anything you want in this world. And I raised my kids that way. I love that. So having, I, I know a lot of people that have come from that space of, of what you, you know, of lack and, um, you know, having struggled with the parents and the struggle with the family. And they're like, I, there's no way I want to bring children into this world. If this is what this is like, and this is as good as it, as good as it gets, you know, this is not something that I wanted. So, but you're saying that at that point you, you were thinking ahead and you're like, I think I want to have a family. So what mm -hmm. moved you into that space and how did you do that moving forward? Um, I, you know, the, the wanting to have a family, I think was kind of a biological, uh, desire. It, I, I actually grew up as, as a teenager and um, starting into my 20s having zero interest in wanting children, just zero. And it really kind of came on a little suddenly as I was at the latter part of my 20s. At that time, I was dating my oldest daughter's father, um, who was a very, very interesting person. Um, but we had an amazing love story, just an amazing love story, and we loved each other very, very much. Um, unfortunately, he was in sports entertainment, um, which can really be a difficult industry. And for lack of a better way to say it, it chewed him up and spit him out, and he didn't come out in a good place for a long time. So that relationship didn't end up working out. Um, but once I, in the midst of that love story and, and, and getting the urge to finally become a mom, it was like the perfect storm. To love somebody that much, to be that deeply in love and start to have those feelings, you know, come up for you. It was a planned decision. I mean, we weren't married. Again, for me, that was by design. I've never had any desire to be married. Um, both my parents were married three times. I did not really enjoy having step parents at all. So for me personally, I'm like, I don't feel the need to do that. I believed I could have a family and, and a wonderful relationship without that. And, and I'm not against marriage. It just was a personal choice for me. So we made the decision to try for a baby. We thought it would take 
a year. Um, it took two months, so she was still a bit of a surprise, but we were thrilled to death um, for her to come, and I, I felt very fortunate. I got to stay home with her as a stay-at-home mom for about four years um, before her, uh, her dad and I split up, and it, I had to come back to work. And at that point, um, what did you decide? I mean, you'd had You've had several, you've had several yeah. careers at that point. So what did you decide to do? So um, I was living in Florida um, at the time and being out of the business, the beauty business, you know, you lose your clientele. Your clientele isn't going to hang around for you for four years to raise your kids and then say, okay, you're back and come back. It takes, it takes a lot of time to build that strong clientele. Also being a mom of a little one, I didn't, I didn't want to work weekends and evenings and in the beauty business, that's a huge part of your bread and butter. So I knew I had to do something totally different. Uh, Florida not being my home state and really at this time I still was not very close with my family, um, I, I needed a support system and my best friend since I was in third grade and her mother who was like a mom to me, she, she took a very active role in raising me once I left my parents. Um, lived in Arizona. So I made the decision to move and moved in about three weeks um, from Florida to Arizona with my daughter, moved in with my best friend and her amazing boyfriend who um, in a, a little tiny three bedroom house uh, put Grace and I up for a year and a half. I arrived in Florida with, or excuse me, in Arizona with enough money to handle daycare for one month for a small child, you know, full-time daycare. And I hit the ground running. I interviewed at any place that would give me an interview on the planet. And I, I remember sitting, I had gotten a job at a major grocery store as a, a deli manager, um, nights and weekends, which was sad to me because I wanted to spend time with my girl, um, but I needed to make money. I didn't have, I didn't have the luxury of, of choosing that. And I figured, okay, I'll take this for now and then keep looking. And I remember sitting in this group orientation room, you know, having my mouth swabbed for a drug test, just bawling in front of these people, just crying hysterically, thinking, what the heck did I do? How am I going to see my kid? Um, it, it was just a really rough time. And then I'm driving home from that particular orientation and my phone rings and it was for a major carpet cleaning company in the U.S. that offered me a entry level um, uh, customer service agent on the phone in a call center Monday through Friday, nine to five with one Saturday a month. And I immediately took it. I immediately called back the supervisor for the grocery chain and said, forget it. I found a better thing um, and went to work for the carpet cleaning company. I very quickly uh, moved up the ladder for them. I, I happened to hit at a good time with them. They were changing from small call centers all over the country to three nationwide call centers. So my fabulous boss at the time came to me and said, what do you think about being the first supervisor of call center? I'm like, I think that's a great idea. So I went from yeah, a very small hourly rate plus commission to at least a salary um, with a set schedule, you know, all the all the things that, that you want as a new single mom. Um, did that for about five years, ended up managing that call center for a while, and then slid into a commercial management position, um, <clears throat> pardon me, that I spent another, I think, seven or eight years in before I came mm -hmm. to DCS. Yeah. And the things that talk about the things that you learn, like what you learn managing a call center, what are your like top two takeaways that launched you 
forward from that space because I know a lot of people who have worked or work in call centers and I think they would probably be leaning in going, what did, what did you take away from that? <laughs> right. Uh, well, I mean, I, I think the things that I took away might be different from the masses um, just because again, I, I've just always known I can do whatever the heck I want. I just got to put my mind to it and I make it happen. And that's how I live my life. So I think one of the biggest things I took away from a call center is I really hate being responsible for other people's productivity. Um, I can, you know, give you the pep talk. I can give you the tools. I can tell you how to kill this job. But if somebody doesn't want to do it, you don't have the power to make them. And that I think was the most frustrating for me as a manager. Um, what I loved about it was the people. I am a very much a people person, much like you, Val. That's why we love each other so much. Um, and, and I think what the, the positive of what I took from that was if you treat people like humans, if you hear who they are and you understand where they come from, even in a working scenario, they're willing to give you the world, at least to the best of their capacity. They are truly willing to give you their best if they understand that you don't view them as just a nobody or just another chair in your call center. You view them as a human being that you care about. I knew all of their names. I knew their spouse's names. I knew their kids' names. I knew their history. I knew their wishes, desires, and dreams. I chatted with them regularly. Um, and I cared about them when things went wrong or, or things happened in their life. I didn't treat them as just an employee. I treated them as a human. And that, and that really, really showed me how to be a better manager. And I think that that is how you show up as a human being in general. And that makes you an amazing human being, honestly. Well, I, I wish everybody, I wish everybody did that <laughs> anyway. So here you are now at, at DCS. How did you make that transition? Cause I'm pretty sure that the carpet cleaning company you were working with probably didn't want to let you go very badly, my guess. But tell me <laughs> no, about that they transition. <laughs> they did not at all. And to be honest, I really, I didn't think I would. I expected fully to retire from there. I fully expected that. Mm -hmm. um, I actually, uh, my oldest daughter is a huge performer. Um, she does musical theater and I was literally sitting down at the Mesa Art Center getting ready to see her perform. And I was shutting my phone off and I saw a text come through. And a friend of mine um, that I used to do business to business networking with was the, was the old branch manager here. And she had actually been trying to retire for a couple years. She had stayed on an additional year because she had promised um, our boss, my boss now, her boss then, that she would find a good replacement that would be equal to her. And she spent a good year and a half trying to do so and was really just felt like she was banging her head against the wall. And her text to me was quite funny. She kind of broke that down, you know, hey, I've been trying to do this. This is what's going on. And then all of a sudden I thought of you. Who else can do this but you? So. Um, I asked her a couple questions, you know, what it entailed, what they offered. Um, I said I was interested. I went in for negotiations. They gave me majority of what I wanted in my negotiations. And I asked her some time to think about it. You know, after being with a company for over 11 years and at my age, it was very scary to just switch. Um, but the more I thought about it, all I could, I, I came down to the same thing every time in my gut. I just, for whatever reason, no, I need to do this switch. I couldn't even, I couldn't put any more words to it at that point. I just knew that's what I needed to do. And if it was not going to be the retirement one, it was going to lead me to what would be. And I just took the plunge from there. I love that intuition and that knowing 
when you get that inside, it's almost, it almost feels like, I don't know, for me, maybe this is for you too, but it almost feels like if you don't do this, like you're going to be in trouble. It's not yeah, just like, absolutely. oh, I should I, do this. It's like, if, yeah, you know yes, what I'm saying? Yes, I do. And, and, you know, I, I will say you still doubt it the whole time. There's always doubt. You're not, I, for me, at least I'm not, I was never like 120% sure beyond a shadow of a doubt. Mm -hmm. This is I don't know what I should do. But every time I thought about not doing it, there was that like <clears throat> feeling. Is, I, I don't know how else to like describe impending it. doom. It's like impending yeah. doom if I don't do this thing, even though it's freakishly yeah. scary and I've never done it before. And who <laughs> knows if I'm going to flop on my face, but there's something compelling you to move, right? Exactly. Exactly. And and it really, I, I knew I would regret it if I didn't. And I just felt like you need to do it. And so I did. And I was, I was scared to death. I'm not going to lie. And then I went through a couple of weeks of like, oh, my God, what did I do? <laughs> um, and wondering if it was going to all fall apart in front of me. But thankfully it didn't. Thankfully it didn't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I can't imagine. And so you've only, you haven't even been there quite a year yet. You're still kind of no. wet behind the ears, but kind of rocking it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm about seven months in. Um, but again, this is a completely different world for me. I knew nothing about this industry, so I'm still learning every day. I learn quite a bit, but I enjoy that. I really do. Um, after being in the same place for so long, you kind of forget how much you enjoy challenges and, and learning new things. So, so I've really enjoyed that part. Um, and now I'm ready. Now that I understand our business and I, I have a good staff underneath me, I'm really ready to grow it. And that's my focus for the year. Oh, so what kinds of, when you say you're going to grow it, what kinds of action items does that look like on your agenda? Um, well, it's, you know, I'm not, it's a sales, essentially sales. Um, but then I look at, okay, how does that look? Because my old job had sales involved too, but I hate cold calling. Uh, it, it's truly something I just do not enjoy at all. And I remember when I managed various businesses and I would get cold called on, I didn't appreciate it either. They typically caught me in the middle of something, uh, unless they happened to catch me on the day I was thinking about whatever they were offering. I just didn't have anything for them. So networking was always my go-to. Um, a lot of people in this industry don't feel networking is the best way to approach this particular business. I've never been one to listen to most people, so I'm still going to do a lot of that. Um, I'm also, because this, I'm new to this business, I'm going to go back to some cold calling. You've got to pull out all stops until you really feel like you have a grasp on mm -hmm. what is going to take you where you want it to go. And it's still new to me. So I'm going to, I will be cold calling. I will be going out and banging on doors. I will be networking. I will be reaching out to current customers and old clients and saying, you know, what can we do? How can we help you better your business? I love that. I love your fire and I love your drive and I love your tenacity and the way you're not, I mean, you say you're, you're afraid, but you do it scared. And I think that's one of your biggest assets that you possess in your little arsenal there is that you just do it scared no matter what it is, because you, you, you have that drive to just get it done. I love that. Well, and if you don't, if you don't do it scared, you're get frozen in fear and that's yeah. not good for anybody. And I oh, certainly yeah. won't let my daughters have that as their example. I love that. Well, sister, keep, keep showing the next generation how it's done. Please, please continue to do I that will. and love on those girls for me. And thank you so much for your time today. 
I just adore you Absolutely. and I hope we get to do it again. Yeah. Next time I'm, I'm in AZ, um, I'm calling you. So, you know, of course, <laughs> yeah, I might have to sit at your desk cause you're so busy and I'll probably sit on top of your desk while you're working and talk at you, but that's probably going to happen sometimes. So okay. Just get ready. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm ready uh, anytime. Thank you. I'm glad you said that. And you're like, no, no. Anyway. Well, thank you to all of our listeners. Today. Thanks so much to our listeners today. Uh, please join us again next time on the VP and King show. Have a great one. This video has been brought to you by aggressive marketing solutions. If you need a team of marketing strategists to help you build your brand on social media, then go and visit aggressive.com today.